Can you believe it's been over a year now since our first episode went up? It's kind of fucking ridiculous, right? It also means it's been over a year of us doing podcast stuff, just a year of it being publicly consumable, too, because... So, this is our one-year retrospective episode. We're going to look back at all the episodes we've ever done of the the actual co-pilot series. I don't think I'm going to go back and, like... Talk about each of the individual... Oh, God, no. No, no, no. Interstitial episodes. There is only, like, one or two interstitials I really want to hit on. Like, obviously, they were they were important. Yeah, agreed. But, but before we get into that, I put up in our Discord, being like, hey, anyone want to ask some questions for the one year? Yeah. Only Hunter hit us up with some questions. Everybody else was kind of lazy, which I get. I've yeah. Been, I've been meaning to send this podcast, or I listened to an email for, like, nine months. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah. So I so don't think it... We, he sent us three questions. Do you want to take one, and then I can take one, and then, like, oh, so back and forth? So he, he did just hit us up with three questions, but there was a question that the communities we float in kind of had for us, even though they, like, didn't come out and directly ask us personally. Yeah. And that was, do we hate Star Wars? I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll softball that to you first. Do you hate Star Wars? No, I don't hate Star Wars. I think Star Wars is definitely way more overhyped than it deserves. Like, so many other institutions or must-watch things. But no, I don't hate Star Wars. I enjoy it. I don't like the prequels. And um, rewatching 1 and 2 definitely reaffirms to me that I do not like the prequels. But I don't hate Star Wars. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I don't love Star Wars. But I don't hate it. Yeah. What about you? Do you hate star wars yeah basically <laughs> um i mean i'm kind of joking i enjoyed watching the new trilogy in theaters rogue one was was good i like rogue one i think rogue one is a hell of a good movie i would say the the new trilogy was like a good popcorn movies yeah I, and i think rogue one is a hell of a good movie like even outside of the star wars franchise rogue one is it has some really really good story beats yeah yeah but yeah kind of watching episode one and two made me realize how stupid star wars is oh no it's not it's not and I don't mean that well, to be insulting. Like, I know people opinion. love Star Wars, and Mandalorian is hella good. Like Mandalorian is pretty fucking great. Mandal- like Mandalorian, Rogue One. The uh, animated shows in general are pretty great. I think there's some stuff in Star Wars that you could just set aside and be like, these are just fucking good. Yeah. But I think Star Wars as a whole is kind of garbage. Mainly because there's this whole mythos built up around it, and you, you can really see that mythos, like, and the way that mythos affects the movies in episode one and two. He's like, there's this whole shit built up around Star Wars that they just expect you to know. Yeah, so that's kind of the worst shit ever. I hate being expected to know something. And you shouldn't be expected to have to know something about a movie. Especially when your movie is originally like 30 fucking years old when you release your next set of films. Yeah. But no, obviously, the, the first trilogy, four, five, and six, I think A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back are... Just legitimately good movies. Yeah, I'll agree with that, definitely. I think Return of the Jedi was kind of, um, kind of milking it. <laughs> yeah. Almost a little bit of a phone-in, but, you know, what you gonna do? I, no, I like Star Wars content outside of Star Wars. Um, there's that new Star Wars game that I've yet to play that's, that, that looks really fun. Yeah, yeah, the one that we own. And Squadron. Star Wars F- is... Fallen Order? Yeah, Fallen, Fallen Order, yeah. Like, there's a bunch of cool stuff around Star Wars, but... I think in general, yeah, I just don't like the movies. Understandable. So, yeah. Yes yes and no. We don't hate Star Wars, but we don't love Star Wars. We kind of hate Star Wars, but we kind of don't hate Star Wars. I hate episode one. Yeah, no, that's that's hands down. Like, that's fine. The Star Wars community loves to hate 
the fucking prequels. I almost completely, absolutely hate episode two. Yeah, the best part's when they're on Coruscant doing the whole chase thing. I mean, I would disagree. The best part is when Mace Windu decapitates Jango Fett. Okay, yeah, yeah, Other than Mace Windu. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of. We hate. We kind of hate Star Wars. Take that as much out of context as you like. Yeah. So, but, no, yeah, Hunter had some questions. Yeah, so the first question he had for us was, what's been the hardest part about making a podcast? Well, you see there's this thing called a release schedule, and um, that, that means you have to have stuff done by a certain time. And I'm, I'm only, I've, I've been historically bad with timetables. See, for me, it's not the whole timetable thing. That's not that bad. What's bad is when we decide on what we're doing for content or something, and then we're just like, oh, shit, I actually just don't want to. I so mean, I, don't, I don't think the timetable is hard until it gets to the point where it's just like, sometimes before something, it's just dragging. It's just like, I don't want to do this at the moment. Like, I don't know why. I just don't want to do it. You mean like Star Wars? <laughs> yeah. Star Wars was very much one of the things where it's just like, can we put this off for another week? Yeah, we can put it off for another week. Can we put it off for another day? Yeah, we can put it off for another day. I think another good one is um, Minecraft Story Mode. Yeah, Minecraft Story Mode was a bit of a more we just like I, I literally didn't even play that till like the last possible second. Like it was the night before um, Hunter and Chris come and Justin and Brayden were coming up to visit. Yeah, and it, for me at least in Minecraft Story Mode, it wasn't. Because it was Minecraft. I'm not a huge Minecraft fan, but I don't dislike Minecraft either. But it was just, I don't want to have to play a video game and take notes because taking notes for a show is a pain in the ass. For me, it was that it was a Telltale game. Like, Telltale has some great games. I know. Telltale games are generally enjoyable, in my opinion. So I was like, this could be fine. Telltale games are either really good or really bad. And um, I didn't expect good things out of Minecraft story mode because... Minecraft is a game where the story is, like, Lover. so second. Oh, yeah. If we're talking straight Telltale games, like, not story-based games, um, but the Telltale Company games, the ones that I've played, I've enjoyed. However, I've basically just played the ones that appealed to me, so take that as you will with very much a grain of salt. And the Minecraft game did um not appeal to me. So, nah, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. But yeah, for me, it was, it, for me, the hardest part about podcasting is that we have a schedule that we have to keep to, and, like, we like, we try to plan out episodes beforehand. Like, yeah, we've had schedules up to two to three months planned ahead, and the nice thing about that is we know what we're doing. The bad thing about that is you kind of get, like, that, that dread where you're like, I, I just don't want to do this yeah. right now. So that's the hardest part for me. Um, what about you? What's been the hardest part about podcasting for you? Oh, it's by far just, like I was saying, coming across something or just having a lack of motivation for some stuff sometimes. Where it's just like, oh shit, we recorded this, we edited it, we recorded this, it's time to edit it. And then just sitting there for like six hours, kind of halfway fucking staring at the screen. Not really doing anything else, but just being like, I can't stand to listen to my own voice any fucking more i just want to dash my head across this desk no it's it doesn't help that my editing um process is highly ineffective and i'm aware of this because like you said you get to this point where you're just like i can't stand to listen to my voice anymore and for me that takes about oh i don't know 10 15 minutes and then i'm like 
Yeah, I feel a little bit of immunity to that, I would say. I can make it a good hour now. Well, like, that's not an hour into the episode. No, no, that's an hour of editing the episode, which is quite different. I get about 10 to 15 minutes into the episode, and then I'm like, oh, hey, look, there's there's this thing called YouTube. I'm going to go watch a video on YouTube, and then I'll come back and edit some more. And you, then I'm like... You've literally walked into me editing before, and it's not even that I'm doing anything else. I'll just be sitting there staring at the screen, doing nothing, because I'm like... If I know, I know if I go off of this, I'm not coming back to it, but I'll just stare at it. Editing Star Wars, I did find a really good balance, though, where I can have have a stream up and the podcast up and have the stream down low enough that I can still hear it going. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do that a lot. And the podcast going. Stream, I can't do that with, like, music or, like, YouTube, but, like, I think there's enough dead space in streams that I can edit and watch a stream Whereas like a YouTube video is pretty concise typically, they're, like when they're when somebody's editing their YouTube video together, they're not like having a bunch of dead time where they're just like yeah. hanging out. I've also found if I'm not wearing headphones, I can edit easier. I just have to have the speakers on. Mm, that's fair too. Like it, hearing my own voice directly in my ear drives me fucking crazy. But on the speakers, it's easier. It's not great, but it's easier. Yeah, I get you there. So. Hunter's second question then was, what's your favorite podcast-related memory? You want to tackle this one first? Yeah. So, if we're counting it in the podcast-related memory, it'd probably be John Con stuff, mm-hmm. but arguably the podcast stuff is the, I wouldn't say least enjoyable memory from John Con, but, because it was still enjoyable, but if, if we're... Excluding everything that was not John Con, it's not going to be that. It would be um, Pilot's Lounge 2, this time it's personal. Like, just being able to, like, sit and talk with Kanths and Logic and JSD and Hunter and Chris about their content and having a really nice conversation with all of these guys whose stuff I enjoy watching. Yeah, no, um, 100%. Like, Pilot's Lounge 2 is. My favorite episode of anything we've done yet, um, right up, like, the, the the closest we have as far as, like, episodes go that's not Pilot's Lounge, like, an actual co-pilot's episode, Ghost Stories is, like, right Ghost there Ghost Stories was it. also great, yeah. But Pilot's Lounge 2 is just a banger, and I want to do another one sometime this year, maybe with some different people, yeah. bring back some other people. Pilot's Lounge was a fucking banger. Pilot's Lounge 1 was also a really good memory. It was. Um, less so because of the people we got to talk to, because that was Hunter and Chris, too. Yeah, really but no, because it was kind of set after not seeing them for a while, that whole well, no, John Con thing. No, it was because it was at, like, 11 a.m. And, and, yeah, no we, sleep. We, we hadn't been asleep yet. We were, some of us, still slightly inebriated. And. Also, I think all of us were drinking while recording novels that were legally allowed to drink. Yeah, we, yeah, it was, it was a really good, like, so, I'm going to take you back into our, our personal lives. do, 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 do. So, a long, long time ago, and by that I mean, like, about a decade ago now, I was in high school, and Justice was in middle school, in high school, close, we're we're three and a half years apart, so my senior year, he was a freshman, but... No, I wasn't. Oh, you're in eighth grade? Yep. Okay, so, we had the same group of friends, and we were both in marching band, because our our high school was a high school and middle school combination, and... Whenever there was a state event, uh, an event where it was like for, to, for the progression through the track in and, the competition. So, an actual 
organized musical competition so like that had scholastic merit that had stakes to it right because like there's normal normal events you go to where like a school will host an event and you just go and compete yeah, i was saying scholastic merit to mean organized by school corporations and organizations yeah so they're in marching band there are different levels like there are in sports you have your district competition your, your regionals regional, semi states and states state. so at each of these events after each of these events, we would all we would all instead of going home, we'd go to our uh, a friend's place, and stay up all night and play role playing games and just hang out and like essentially enjoy the night, right? Because like no matter how good or bad we did at the competition, it was just an excuse to like all hang out and talk about the the day and like just chill out. But like those mo- those like five a.m. six a.m. times were like. You've been up since probably 5 or 6 a.m. the day before because you had to get there early to, like, yeah. get on the bus to, like, head out. Especially depending on when your performance time was. Yeah, so... Or at least lots of fucking... So, like, sucked. stuff like that, that's exactly what recording Pilot's Launch felt. Like, it felt like the same... Kind of energy, yeah. That morning when we walked to that overhang over the interstate to eat cinnamon rolls and drink chocolate milk. The breakfast of champions. The breakfast of champions. Also, there were energy drinks. Yeah. Do you, those don't mix well with cinnamon rolls or chocolate milk, but they are part of Breakfast of Champions. It is necessary. I would say an honorable mention, kind of in the podcast-related memories, though, thing, at least for me, uh, y- you have no experience with this part. Uh, our YouTube that just launched, I did so many thumbnails, and I still have more to go. Dude, you've impressed me with how artistic you are. If you haven't seen our YouTube channel yet, which we just went live last week, um, go check it out. I don't have the URL off the top of our head because YouTube requires you to have 100 subscribers before you can have a custom URL. Yeah, but just YouTube search engine co-pilot's review and you'll find it. Or click in the links in the show notes. But the thumbnails could be extremely aggravating at points when I couldn't think of anything. But once I hit a roll, I actually really enjoyed doing them because a lot of the times it's just like, what's this stupid thing that's vaguely funny to me? Cool, I'm going to do it. Fuck anyone else. It was actually enjoyable. I think one of the like, really like highlighting memories of the podcast was getting our art back from Jess from Jess. Like we commissioned that art before the podcast ever came up, started because we wanted actual art with the first episode. We didn't want to be some podcast with just a color and a font for, for our logo. Like I get that that works like as a starting point for a lot of podcasts. I'm not judging anybody that starts the most basic of backgrounds for their podcast. But to be blatantly honest here, when we decided we were going to do this, because we've been talking about it for over a year, we're just like, fuck it. If we're going to do it, we're going to just kind of go all in. So we're going to do it right. We got a site. We got art. We bought nice microphones. And we were like, okay, we're going to fucking do this. We're going to do it right. Getting that art back, though, like, especially when we got the, like, sketch back for the art, I was like, this is real. This is legit. This is awesome. Like, this is the thing we are doing. Speaking of, Jess's information is always linked in our show notes. Go check out her stuff. On the bottom, we have a link to her website and her Twitter. Like, she does fucking amazing work. Yeah, I I love her stuff. I want to commission more work. For for the podcast, for other stuff, but, but that like, costs money. Yeah, so. and we need to have like a viable thing in mind to get art for. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you have Hunter's third question then. Yeah, he wants to know if we have any future goals slash aspirations. I'm assuming not in general, mainly towards the podcast. Um, eventually, I'd like to start my own game publishing LLC to publish role-playing games that's a that's a future goal of mine personally i have a bunch of different ideas that are kicking around my head always oh 
Yeah, yeah. You already said podcast for the podcast. Yeah, okay. I guess I have some podcast goals too. Um, (laughs) First off, this is going to get a little inside baseball, but the average podcast being in the 50%, like, okay, so a podcast is in the top 50% of all podcasts if each episode of that podcast gets 25 downloads. Yep. We typically sit around the 17... 25 downloads in the first... uh, Two days. Two days, yeah. Yeah. We typically sit in that, like, 15 to 20 range right now. Yeah, which which is fucking surprising. Like, neither of us expected that. At the point when we passed 10, I was like, well, that's all the people I know. Yeah, exactly. So, there are people out there who I don't know who are listening to the podcast, and that's cool. Um, I would like to get the 25 range. I would like to get to the point where I can look at us and statistically know we're in the top 50% of all performing podcasts. Yeah, that'd be very nice. We've already fought off some of the, like, negative statistics that come with podcasting like the most podcasts fell in the first three months most podcasts stop after like the like after like the 10th episode like before the 10th episode even most podcasts never make it to a full year fuck you we did that like so there's all these negative statistics about podcasts that we've already beat i just want to be in the top 50 percent like yeah i don't think top 50 percent is asking a whole lot like i don't know would like to get that get to that place with the podcast yeah and Um, obviously that kind of in my mind coincides with the idea of launching a patreon yeah like so a future goal aspiration for myself in the podcast is i do want to launch a patreon at some point and i don't like don't get me wrong being able to like subsist off of doing a podcast would be fucking astounding you know know what'd be really cool is that the podcast would just pay for itself that is my actual future goal aspiration like just i want the podcast to kind of pay for like i don't even need to pay back the past amount of money we've put oh, no, in. I would like it to pay back the past. Like, oh, no, I would too, but I'm saying, like, that's, like, more than I'm hoping for. What I really would want, like, I don't need it to pay back for the focus right we use or the mics we have or any of that. But being able to pay for, like, just monthly expenses of, like, Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, Plus, like, just the streaming services we use. And the hosting service. And the hosting service. Like, getting, like, a, little, getting a little inside baseball again, hosting services aren't the cheapest. No. I mean, they're not terribly expensive no we can host the site for less than 20 bucks a month and on top of that we could actually host more than just this podcast but we don't because that sounds dumb well i mean i have an idea for another podcast but it's a micro fiction style podcast and yeah we don't know how we're gonna do it we've talked about it before i am not a sound engineer so doing some of the sound effects is like the the sound fully work i could do it if i had to the fully work is the, the biggest thing for me but the second biggest thing for me is writing hundreds of five minute episodes because that's what it would be and getting people to do things yeah and i want to pay the people obviously yeah but i'd say it's never come up on the podcast but i a hundred percent think anybody making art for a living should be compensated fairly for that art yeah so like we commissioned an artist and made sure we paid not just like the quote-unquote that market value for the art we pay we paid over that because like we want to make sure we're tipping well we're like these artists typically undervalue their work yeah because they're effectively told they have to if they want to make any money yeah so which is horribly incorrect if i'm making a microfiction which i i have this idea that i think is pretty cool i'm making a microfiction and i'm paying i have actors i want to be able to pay them for their work so yeah so i guess that would be another future aspirational goal but not strictly for this podcast but kind of just for podcasting in general yeah. But I would say my main future goal aspiration is just to kind of pay for monthly expenses. It's a good goal. It's a good goal. It's not even a, a very lofty goal. It's just one I want. 
we just want the podcast to be a net zero. We want to like not lose money podcasting. Truth. I would like the podcast to pay me back for. Um, oh yeah, definitely the, that, the microphones though. That'd be cool. That would be oh, that would be fantastic. But that's more long term than my brain can handle. Yeah. So that's all the questions we we explicitly got asked, and the, the uh, one that was kind of implied when people uh, saw those episodes about Star Wars. Yeah, it doesn't. It didn't help that last week was May the, May the 4th, so everybody was already like in the Star Wars mindset, and then they were like, wait, do you just not like Star Wars? And I'm like, well, not exactly. Basically. Do you have some time? I can explain. <laughs> you see, Star Wars inter- introduced Coca-Cola and Diet Coca-Cola into the universe, <laughs> because Disney are sellouts, and that's stupid. Um, that's canon, by the way. Coca-Cola exists in Star Wars. I'm not making shit up. Yeah, because the Star Wars places at Disneyland are canonically set in Star Wars, and you can buy Coca-Cola. If I remember correctly, there. the Disney places also also canonically introduced Santa Claus as a Disney care as a Star Wars character. Um, I'm about ninety percent sure on that one, but I don't know, man. But either way, it's a thing. Anyways, this is the retrospective episode. We dived into the questions we did have. Thank you, Hunter. But we also want to kind of, like, go back and touch on each of these episodes and talk about them, I guess, just how we feel about the episode now. I yeah. mean, we haven't listened to all of them, but, like, let's just start. Pilot Candidate, Motion the Best, Candidate for Goddess, our very first episode. I still think the show, by just by title, was the literal best thing you could do for a show, for our podcast. I agree. Like, that was just a good find, but um, I haven't even, like... Thank you. I know dumb anime. I haven't even, like, actively thought about this anime since we reviewed it. I have no mental space for this because it was a train wreck, and goddammit, I don't want to touch it ever again. Oh, god, no, yeah, no. The most I've done is I made thumbnail. I had to go back to notes to find what the main character's number was, and that took five minutes of trying to read my notes and being like, which number was he again? Was he 88, 89, 87, what? I, I didn't remember, but yeah. So... How did you feel about our first episode, just, like, looking back on it? As far as first episode go, I think it was fine. I think it very well got across what we were doing. Editing can definitely be improved. Clearly, I think our editing has gotten better. But I think it was a pretty good first episode. I think it's fairly solid for having never done anything audio-related at all. So, kind of, like, initially, when we started the podcast, I thought, like, in my mind, part of the idea would be to keep the reviews under the length of the time of the episodes, because then it makes feasible sense for people to want to listen to the podcast yeah. about it. I mean, for the most part, we've done that. No, we haven't. D- for the most don't part. even lie to yourself. No, we haven't. I'm fairly certain. No. And you know what? That's okay. I think, in general, not always, but I think, in general, our podcast is of higher quality than the shows we are reviewing. And um, If not, it still meets an entirely different medium that is more generally accessible I would argue, than television, because you can listen to a podcast at work, you can listen to a podcast on a drive. You should not be watching a show while you're driving. You should not, probably not be watching a show while you're working. But you can listen to things a lot of the times. So that brings us to Angel. Ah, back when we had the every show has a Batman gimmick. I mean, every show does have a Batman gimmick. I don't know why we stopped that. It's still true. You know what? We can pick this pick up. Uh... The pilot kind of emotion the best. The the teacher's Batman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, I don't remember what his number is. The instructor is Batman. He's mysterious. He doesn't really explain anything. He's kind of gruff and older. He's Batman. 
But yeah, Angel um, was the introduction. Angel is Batman. Yeah, Angel is Batman. Angel is a hundred percent Batman. I know we are months now, over a year, almost a year from this episode debuting. Um, but yeah, no, Angel is still Batman. I haven't watched another episode, but I'm a hundred percent sure that the writers of this show, um, I guess. Whedon, right? Joss Whedon was... Was he in charge of the writing for the show? I have no idea. I don't know. But, yeah, no, definitely. They yeah. they knew they were writing Batman. They knew they were writing Batman. There's no way they didn't know they were writing Batman with demons. Like, yeah, and then I think the show probably went downhill and someone pointed out that Constantine already existed. <laughs> like, I have to assume that's how Angel came to an end. Someone's just like, you know Constantine? And they're like, ah, oh, shit. Well, I guess we're done here. Yeah. Uh, I haven't listened to that episode since, like, May of last year, June of last year. Yeah. So I can't really talk about the quality of it, but I'm assuming it's about as bad as the first episode's quality. Yeah. I think as far as, like, we go on that episode, we probably are more in sync because Angel is more more, more up the alley of what I enjoy. Angel had more to talk about substance-wise, and I would say it, Angel was definitely a stronger show than uh, Motion the Best candidate for goddess so actually gave more to talk about and lean on well actually while we're here um while we're going back through this stuff pilot candidate it's bad right like that's our take on it don't watch pilot candidate it's bad bad. yeah okay cool i just want to go ahead and like officially like lock down how many episodes we had where our take was hey don't watch this it's terrible how many shows we had were like eh you can probably watch this and how many shows we had where we're like... Watch yeah, it. Yeah, watch this Watch this now. Because we start off, Pilot Candidate... Don't watch. Please don't watch it. Still Angel, uh, I would say, was a... Eh, you can watch it. Yeah, Angel's definitely an eh. It's watchable. I wouldn't suggest it, but if you liked Buffy and you wish there was more... Yeah, Angel is a... Sure, watch. So then we have episode three, Wayne. Which and- is the first... Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely go fucking watch it. Yeah, go fucking watch it because... Also, I w- I'd like to uh, note here... If you still haven't watched Wayne, go fucking watch Wayne. It's on Prime now, I think. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime now. Amazon now owns it, and um, they could add it. They could they could commission a second season if more people watched it. If, watch you, it. if you fuckers go and watch it, because um, Wayne was good, and the fact that it only got one season is a fucking robbery. Also, Wayne is clearly Batman. He is named after Batman. He is Wayne. I just want to, you know, this is the biggest issue with YouTube's series. As many good series as they have, and they've had they've had several good series. Most of them don't get a second season because people just weren't paying to watch YouTube Red. No, why would you when you have all kinds of free shit on YouTube? Yeah, like, and a lot of shit they pushed for YouTube Red to get people to watch was mainly just, hey, you know this content creator you already watch and enjoy? They're making a video that's just behind a paywall of all the other stuff that they normally do that you can watch. Or they're still making their normal content that you can just watch for free. I, I know you're trying to, like... I'm um, not wrong. Make, ...make a point, but... You know the reason why I initially got YouTube Red, right? Oh, yeah, Vsauce. Yeah, because um, Michael from Vsauce... Minefield. Um, ...did Minefield, and that show was hella good. Oh, no, no, you're Also, MatPat did a... I'm just saying, like, in general, that was, like what they pushed for youtube red i was just like or youtube premium now yeah it's youtube premium now but it was youtube red but also MatPat did a youtube premium series that was actually hella good but yeah like the point is they didn't do a lot with yeah, it yeah no, like they didn't push it on the basis of their original works they pushed it on the basis of their hey, content creators hey you like MatPat? go watch this other show MatPat did and people were like he's still making the other stuff i like though 
Yeah, like... And I don't have to pay for it. Yeah. Um, and some of the stuff they were pushing was just bad. Like, I don't want, I don't know any, th- any titles off the top of my head, but... We're just going to assume they're bad. I mean, there's also stuff that was okay, but, like, I don't like like the fact that I like it because of the people that were in it. Makes sense. Like, I think it's called The Fascinating. I don't remember. Mm. It stars Logan Paul, and, like, as okay as that movie was, six and a half out of ten, seven out of thinning? ten. The Thinning, that's what it was. Um, six and a half out of ten, seven out of ten. I hate the fact that it was an okay movie because Logan Paul doesn't deserve any royalties from anything ever. Yeah. And then, so, Angel, I mean, so, Wayne, do you remember anything really about Wayne that you'd like to hit upon for? Uh, The music's still amazing. The music's still amazing. Honestly, it's the only, it's the first show on this list that, that, like... We've watched all of. We've watched all of. All of it. Wayne is so good. I haven't watched this, I haven't watched episode three of Angel yet. I will eventually get around to watching all of Angel. Yeah. But Wayne, we watched all of. It was fantastic. Yeah. So that brings us to the fourth one, which is another show I haven't watched an episode three of yet, but I feel like I've seen all of at this point just because I've looked up all of the memes. <laughs> yeah, I, I've buried myself in the memes of this show. And that is Ghost Stories, specifically the English version of Ghost Stories. Look, if you're going to watch Ghost Stories, there's no point in watching the Japanese version. Yeah, no. Sorry, whoever like wrote that and whoever like directed that. But you that. also recognized it was a critical failure, which is why you told the English production studio they could basically do whatever they wanted as long as they kept the main theme of uh, each episode. It wasn't a failure though. Like that's a that's a myth about Ghost Stories. I've I've got I've dived deep on this shit. Ghost Stories didn't fail in Japan. Ghost Stories was exactly as big of a hit as they thought it would be. Yeah, which, yeah. It, which is to say, it filled. A, like Saturday morning niche, and that's what they wanted out of the show. No, I realized, but they didn't think they'd do anything outside of the, there, and they were yeah, they were right. Like, like, like Ghost Stories is from the '90s, which is kind of like when anime was latching in America, like getting its hooks in. And so the studio was like, "Ghost Stories is very Japanese. We don't think you're going to get a, a good market on that in the in the U.S. if you keep the if you keep it exactly how it is." And so, it, in order to like make it have any type of success do what you need to do to get it to sell it wasn't that they were like oh no this bombed in the no no i realized yeah like that's the myth that's the common myth about it though like people were like oh it bombed in japan so it was sold for pennies and yeah it didn't bomb it didn't do great but it wasn't meant to do great and it It wasn't and it it performed as expected yeah and it wasn't sold super cheap to an english studio it got it it was sold in a bundle with other shit yeah because that's how they that's how animes were sold yeah they just purchased rights it was like Oh, here's this one thing you really want. You have to buy these 20 other shows. Yeah, I was like, oh, hey, you want to adapt Shaman King for a U.S. audience? Well, you also have to buy these six animes that were only kind of, a, that were that were like mid-tier here in Japan. And you have to actually make them or you can't make Shaman King. And, stu- yeah. and studios were like, well, Shaman King is going to fucking sell. It'll be worth it. Let's do it. Yeah. Um... So Ghost Stories is... Definitely a watch. It's... If you're into darker and a bit more crude humor, I would say it's a watch. Ghost Stories could not be made in 2021. Oh, God, no. It couldn't be made in 2010, I would say. But Ghost Stories is a piece of anime history that deserves to be, like, held up for how amazing it is. It also is is honestly, like, referred to as the first fan dub by... by Yeah the internet community in general because of how insane it is if you've ever watched a fan dub like team four stars dragon ball yeah team four stars dragon ball abridged or like 
Code Mint or any of the Abridged series. This is all. This is definitely like, if not exactly where the inspiration for that stuff came from, but might as well be. It might like it feels like those, except instead of cutting the episodes down to six minutes, five minutes, they're like, what if we just did the entire episode? Yeah. Uh, and then we have episode five, GI Joe, a um, real. So, Ghost Stories is definitely a watch. Yeah, I thought we had established yep. like three times. Yep, yep, yep. Now, G.I. Joe's next. G.I. Joe, a real American hero. I liked reviewing G.I. Joe. I yep. really did. Because um, G.I. Joe is from that era of cartoons where there's a very specific group of people that will swear to you that they're good. It was very much a cartoon that was meant to be toyetic. It wasn't meant to be a good show. It was meant to be a good commercial. Yeah. And I, by fucking God, did G.I. Joe do a great job? Of being a commercial. It feels like a commercial. <laughs> These full episodes feel like commercials. Yeah. Um, but anyways, what I was saying is from an era of cartoons where, pe- where cartoons were bad and people wouldn't admit that they were bad. Those people won't admit that those cartoons are bad today. Um, Transformers gets to fall into that category. He-Man gets to fall into that category. Um, there, hmm. there's a bunch of old cartoons that were garbage on their first go around. He-Man's like He-Man, I would say, is on the border. He-Man's 2000s remake is just so much better. Its original is kind of garbage. I never watched the remake, so I don't know. Yeah, there's, but there's all these shows that were just not good, and this is one of them. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, GI Joe, don't don't watch it. I I do like the fact that specifically people that enjoyed that stuff will refuse to go back and rewatch it because they're like, no, no, it's it's it was great. I, I love especially when like, no, no, I, I won't go back. That'll ruin it. And like, of course it'll fucking ruin it because you realize it's not good. <laughs> of course it'll ruin it because it was never good to begin with. You've just romanticized this vision of your childhood. Yeah, very much like what, like, yeah, very much like we said in the description for the episode, we were here to r- rip those fucking uh, rose-colored glasses off your face. Look, I know Yu-Gi-Oh! isn't good. I know that my memories of Yu-Gi-Oh! being good are a lie. I still love the Battle City arc. I went back and watched it, and I still know it's not good. But you won't see me telling you that it's the best thing ever. No, the only thing I'm going to be telling you about Yu-Gi-Oh! is um, any moment with Kaiba. I mean, not Kaiba. Any moment with Pegasus. I'll rewatch that shit. And I still think Yu-Gi-Oh! GX Duel Academy is legitimately good, and I've rewatched boy. it. But yeah, no... Um, that brings us to episode six, Tattooed Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills, and even saying that name gets the theme song stuck in Tattoo my Tattooed Teenage. Dun, dun, dun. Tattooed Teenage. Dun, dun, dun. Tattooed Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills. I still need to watch more of this. I own the entire series on DVD. Because we couldn't find a place to watch it on the internet without complete, without, um, you know, yeah. felony. But no, it was, it, it's stupid. It's terrible. And it's probably not worth watching. But goddamn, is it hilarious and I love it. It is sticky enough to be amusing. Uh, I don't even know where to put this. Is this a good episode? Is this a good, like, you should watch it? Or is this a bad? Or is this a neutral? Like, I would say this is a neutral. If you like shtick and things that are so sticky that they're comedic, then yes, watch it. Oh, fucking hell. Um, Dustin... A frequent flyer, Dustin, um, suggested this show to us. Mm-hmm. And thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not good, but I love it for that. I, okay, I don't know why, but like I have this fascination with Sentai. 
because Sentai is simultaneously fantastic and horrible all and, in one. And, like, I don't, like, I have, like, old actual Sentai, like, Common Rider and shit, like, whatever. Fuck it. Like, that's okay. That's, like, it's in my brain, but, like, I don't give a shit about it. But any Sentai that is, like, knockoff Sentai or, like, just vaguely references Sentai, I'm like, yes, I'm here for this. It has to be stupid. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Tattoo Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills. Maybe watch it if that's your if that's your cup of tea. <laughs> the, the effects for the monsters were so bad. Oh yeah. Uh, so then that brings us to the first of our episodes with guests. Our first guest episode, Vampire Diaries. And I have recently started watching more of this actually. I have watched episodes three and four as of last week, actually. Oh really? Yeah. I have no plans to ever touch Vampire Diaries at this point. Uh, I, I know when we watched this, I had, I had planned on watching it, but like, since then I have re-listened re to, re-read Twilight, and um, I've just realized how grody Teenage Girls with 100-Year-Old Vampires is, and that's not a genre I want to go back to. Oh no, you are completely right. But, um... True Blood is, an, is a show we watch for review's sake, and, um never aired i was actually about to make a reference to that uh. and true blood is closer to being okay because our main character is like 20 21 yeah. 22 something like that i think she's 22 but like her boyfriend is still 150 years old and like so picking vampire diaries back up i didn't rewatch episodes one or two yeah okay and i started by them like why do none of these people look familiar i was like that's not what they're... Sp oh, wait, I'm thinking True Blood. And then, like, halfway through the episode, again, I'm going to be like, wait, why is he using Vervain to stop from being able to... To stop Damon from being able to um, use his powers? I thought her brain didn't work. No, that's True Blood. What was this show again? <laughs> so you're telling me that you watched the show, and you're just like, wait, why isn't this True Blood? Yeah, basically. Um, Fair, 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 fair. Uh, True Blood are hella good books um, from what I remember, but I have just reached a point in my life where vampire media is kind of like, what the fuck? This is gross. Yeah. No, no. It's been that way forever. Yeah. I know it's been that way forever. I've just come to the point where I've realized it myself. I realized it a long time ago. Yeah. I mainly intend to watch vampire diaries because as I mentioned in our original review, I watch not legacy. The originals. Not, no, no. Or legacies, not the originals. I watched legacies and I was like, legacies is fun. So I want to watch Vampire Diaries and the originals. So I'll I plan on doing. I've that. heard amazing things about the originals, and that's the only reason I'd watch Vampire Diaries. Yeah, is Vampire Diaries a good is, is a show you should watch, or is it a bad show? Or, I'd say it's an eh. It's an eh. It very much hits like CW plot writing and stuff. And Speaking if you C like vampires and aren't disgusted by them, eh, you could probably Speaking watch it. Speaking of CW eh stuff, um, my current show I'm trying to tackle and fight my way through. Is the 15 season epic called Supernatural? I'm about a season and a half in, and um, yeah. I'm already feeling it, Justice. I'm already feeling the slog. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that brings us to our next guest episode, which was a the mistake. Pure torture that was Kiss Sis. You know, I don't know the context of Hayao Miyazaki saying anime is a mistake, but he wasn't incorrect. He was right. Like. I can't watch Kiss Sis and think this medium should exist. Yeah, no. It's kind of like, so I actually spent a bunch of time yesterday watching anime. Mm -hmm. um, 
I watched an, an anime I'd never heard of called Burning Kabaddi, about a sport I'd never heard of called Kabaddi. Yep. Um, which is basically... Organized red, tag. Which is basically Red Rover. Yeah, yeah. More more like Red Rover, yeah. You're right. Um, but with rules. Um, it's a sports anime, though, so I love it. Um, Backflip was another one I was watching. Mm-hmm. Then I watched Rock Climbing Girls, I think it's called. Yeah, Iwakakuri Rock Climbing Girls. So, look... I like anime. I really do. But Kiss Sis is just... Bad. Don't watch it. It's so much garbage. Yeah. And it's painful. And I could never... I've unironically it. seen people like list it as something they really enjoy. I'm just like... Our friend... How? Unironi- I think our friend ironically got to the point where he unironically enjoys Kiss Sis. Like, I think he started... In a, in a in a vein where he was like, oh, this is fu- this is good because it's stupid and funny. But then, as we bashed on it when he was around, he was just like, well, no, 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 no. See, it's because of this. We're just like, no, no, we get what it's trying to do, but it's not okay. Yeah. So, kiss this is garbage. Don't and, watch it. Uh, it's the reason why anime gets a bad name. Yeah. It was a poor mistake to place an ad on another podcast without thinking that this was going to be the episode that people would come in on. <laughs> Yeah, so we purchased ad space on System Mastery Podcast. You, you may have heard us talk about it before because... We talk about it a lot. My stream is an advertisement for our podcast, and our podcast is an advertisement for System Mastery. Yep. But... <laughs> it's so sad, but it's so true. <laughs> we placed an ad on System Mastery, specifically on their, their show Movie Mastery, where they review movies, which I thought was mm-hmm. probably the best lineup of like their fans that would enjoy our stuff. Yep. And that just happened to line up with the release of Kiss Sis. And so Kiss Sis was, for a really long time, our highest performing episode. Second highest. It's never beaten our first episode. Oh. Um, so I guess that's an upside. Mm-hmm. That brings us to episode 10, Money Heist, though. And um, we know how I feel about Money Heist, I think. Yeah, don't watch it, right? So Money Heist is the single greatest piece of television novella fiction to ever be released. I think it might literally be the pinnacle of the art form, the acting, the writing. It's all so good. I've watched the entire show, all three seasons. Um, Justice has not because he doesn't like good television. He likes Smallville. I didn't like Smallville. Don't lie to people. (laughs) I like Smallville more than I like Twilight, though. (laughs) So, um... That's where I sit, obviously. I think Money Heist will Money cost... Money Heist is definitely good, and I should definitely watch more of it. I still intend to watch more of it. I've Chris hasn't watched that much more of it either. I'm sitting here, like, every time I talk to Chris, I'm, like, 30 seconds Hunting. away from... Both of them, actually. But I, I expect Chris to actually watch the yeah. show. I don't expect Hunter to watch the show, because the only media he consumes is the occasional podcast... And then video games. And video games. So, uh, Chris, if you're out there listening... Have you watched more Money Heist? And uh, if you haven't, you should. Money Heist is a watch. It's a hella good watch. Uh, I found this at the same time I found a bunch of other, like, foreign language shows on Netflix. Yeah. And one of them, I can't remember the name of. I need to go see if I can find it again because it was really good and I enjoyed it. Um, But this one, this one's so good. And then after Money Heist, we hit our Halloween month. And we have... Goosebumps. Or or, or R.L. Stein month. You know, R.L. Stein was legitimately, like, such a factor to me falling in love with, like... Also, um, real quick, though. Yeah. 
We did skip Minecraft Story Mode, but I think we talked about that earlier. Oh, I did skip Minecraft Story Mode. Yeah, uh, Minecraft Story Mode, don't. That, that's all I have. Look, I only did the first two episodes of this game, and I think there's like five or six episodes in the full game. But it was like eight hours of my life that I desperately want back. Okay, it was closer to three or four. Not with the notes. God, it literally felt like I was torturing myself. Yeah, the writing is boring, the characters are boring, there's nothing really interesting happening ever, and a lot of the actual gameplay portion, when you're not making choices, walking around, doesn't matter, and thus, don't, just don't, don't play the game. So, here's my, um, here's my hot take. The act of preparing for the podcast to review Minecraft Story Mode was more painful and harder than the act of preparing to review Kiss This. And that's probably because Kiss This is 40 minutes of anime I had to watch. And while it hurt me deep inside, I wasn't doing it at 4 in the morning the night before my friends were coming over while I needed to, yeah. to also like clean the apartment up for them to get here. Minecraft Story Mode was physically painful. Kiss This was mentally painful. Yeah. So now that we've cleared that, don't play Minecraft Story Mode. Episode 11 for our Halloween month. Let's take it off. We did Goosebumps. Which... We'll go ahead and spoil the game here. Was a neutral. It was a eh. It was an eh. But if you're a young kid or you're trying to show your young kids some horror without traumatizing them, Goosebumps is definitely the way to go. And in that vein, the next episode, which was Actually, Haunting Hour. I would like to talk about our interstitial between these. One second. I just okay. want to hit the Haunting Hour. Which in the vein of the our next episode, the Haunting Hour. Um, the Haunting Hour is just better Goosebumps. Yes. And I would argue that's just because of being like 15 years newer so is haunting hour also kind of meh or is it like an actual recommend like um it, it's sitting in the in-between right like yeah it's sitting in the in the in-between of those i would say i'm gonna call it a meh on my list here i'm building same i would also call it a meh other episodes might be good i just wasn't very interested in this doll thing it was so far from what my brain could connect to because i was just like Prissy child. Yeah, no, 100%. Annoying. I kind of just want her to die to this doll. So, yeah. Eh. Um, like you said, though, there was an interstitial between these two. Fright Flight. Which, A, I want to do a Fright Flight again. This was fun. It I, was actually really enjoyable. I will have to go find a bunch more, like, short horror media online because that's more my ballpark than yours, I know. I don't do the internets. But... And that's where this thing we do goes. We wrote, How does this work? We reviewed four YouTube short series. We did. That are considered horror, either horror classics or new age horror classics. The new age ones being Hi, I'm Mary Mary and Looksee. Yes. Um, the, the actual like classics being Post Content and Marble Hornets. Um, Marble Hornets, I kind the of... classic ones were bad. You know, actually, in general, yeah. The classic ones were bad. Marble Hornets is... I think the conceit was cool. I think the idea of Marble Hornets is cool. and I, It runs off the base conceit that I hate in every horror movie that has it. Found footage. And yeah, anytime you do that, I'm going to tell you straight up, it's probably going to be better and I'm not going to enjoy it. Yeah, but Marble Hornets, it, like, it was, it was the first of its kind on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's when It was before Slenderman popped off, so it wasn't like it was trying to cash in on Slenderman. No, no, I get where it's coming from, from like a cultural standpoint and point in time. However, it's still not enjoyable, and, and you will never, ever hear me say I like found footage films. 
Except for um, the, the the one, the project one. I don't remember it. Time traveling stuff. Oh, yeah, okay. I know what you're talking about. Also, Chronicle wasn't bad, but the found footage part weakened the movie. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, Post-content was the other one, um, and I just never... I didn't it understand. It was just amusingly... I just didn't off. understand it, like, right? I didn't... Yeah, I don't know what it was going for. It was just kind of... It, it was a little disturbing, which, I mean, is cool. I don't find it disturbing. I just found it oddly adorable in the point that it was trying to be scarier or, or like offsetting i would guess like i that, that feels like it was adorable how quaint it was in its attempted horror but then there was the look see which was amazing legitimately good horror like i've watched all of look see now i haven't i need to i forgot its name oh it's <laughs> so good and then there was hi mary mary which i have not watched all of but, but hi mary mary was well done I love Hi, I'm Mary Mary. I've not watched all of it, but I know a bunch of the stuff around it, and that's probably why I haven't dived so hard into it. But its framing was really well done, and I enjoyed it. I love everything about Hi, I'm Mary Mary. I, um, the, the main character has a Twitter that I've read all of, like nice. every tweet, because it's just so compelling. Like, Hi, I'm Mary so, Mary is probably the one that comes across the most um, creepypasta. Yeah, like so there's something... I just love horror stories that branch out of their primary medium. Like, Hi, I'm Mary Mary is a YouTube series. Yes. So the fact that it's also a Twitter thing mm-hmm. and also an Instagram thing, like, the fact that it has multiple avenues makes the story deeper to me. Understandable. And it's just an interesting facet. Like, it's... I know how... Like, don't... Obviously, the story is a story. It's all, it's all make-believe. But, like... The idea of the Twitter and the Instagram, like, lends to the idea of this is real, which yeah. is fun. Like, obviously, I'm I'm not convinced it's real. I'm like, I'm, obviously, I'm, I'm not stupid. So for Fright Flight, Luxie and Hi Mary Mary definitely watches. Yeah, a hundred percent. Marble Hornets and the other one, post content, probably not. Okay, so I would argue that. Marble Hornets deserves a watch. If you like the Slenderman stuff at all, like go back and watch Marble Hornets. It is iconic and it's a piece of history. In fact, you don't need to watch Marble Hornets. They got a full-length movie that is basically an adaptation of their YouTube series. Um, I don't remember what it's called, but it's out there. It came out in like 2011, 2012. So Ooh. go watch that. Go watch the YouTube series. I think it's worth... from If you like Creepypasta, I think it's worth it just from like the historical point of it. But yeah, post-content was just garbage. Sorry. So from there, we have episode 13, Swamp Thing, which saw our first actual divide. Um, um, hmm. You were just strictly do not watch on Swamp Thing, aren't you? I mean, I'm still do not watch on Swamp Thing. Like, I'm sorry. I have watched all of Swamp Thing season one. I enjoyed it. It wasn't, it was basically like what I said it was going to be, which was, I felt it was probably going to be a middling show, but fun for Swamp Thing things. And I was correct. So, I would say Swamp Thing is a watch. If you like the DC CW shows, look, and me- you like Swamp Thing, and you like the more supernatural aspects of DC's universe, look, don't get me wrong. Swamp Thing is sitting right in the cusp of like everything I love about DC, which is mainly the supernatural shit, like Superman, Batman, whatever, Justice League, whatever. Like I loved Young Justice. I like. There's a bunch of stuff I love about DC that's in the primary superhero stuff. But all their best shit is like supernatural. Not not like the show Supernatural. But like, yeah, yeah, definitely. 
like Dead Man and Constantine and Satana and Swamp Thing and Blue Devil, that's his name, right? Mm -hmm. Like, all of that shit is the coolest shit in DC. And Swamp Thing was kind of lame. Honestly, I think it's because the first two episodes were establishing it kind of so we didn't get much Swamp Thing. Uh, And I still very much have the idea that if you didn't have to take notes for Swamp Thing, you would have enjoyed it more. I still think I would be like a six or a seven on it at best. I'm pretty sure that's where you said on most DC CW shows. Uh, I legitimately like Arrow. It just becomes too CW after a while. But, like, seasons one through four of Arrow, I just legitimately like, like, an eight and a half. Okay. I like Arrow. But then again, Arrow was kind of the first. Uh, anyways, I'm going to go ahead and put this under the good side of our reviews, because I understand that the show is actually probably fine. Yeah, no. I just don't like it. And then we have Better Off Ted. The After Science Workplace television show that's not technically Aperture Science, but let's face it, Viridian Dynamics is definitely a subsect of Aperture... Well, Aperture Science is probably a subsect of the parent company, Viridian Dynamics, but... So, again, thank you, Dustin. This was another suggestion from him. It was, and um, it was enjoyable. Better Off Ted is hella good. I've watched more than two episodes, but not quite the whole thing. I have watched the whole thing. It's very good. It's so good. I love this show. Honestly, I still fucking love the commercials in it for Verdine Dynamics. It's fantastic. And I wish there was more to the show, but there's not. I think... I don't think Aperture Science and Verdine Dynamics were obviously based off one another. No, but the overlap and like similarities is so fucking close that it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, Better Off Ted is good. It's funny. Um... I like the storytelling. Yeah. And I like the framing of it because, like, the framing of it's mostly him telling his daughter about his work. The, like, life lessons and just being like, I probably shouldn't mention this shit, but still thinking about it. So we're yeah. hearing, like, his, th- his unfiltered thoughts about his life lessons to his daughter. So it's kind of how I met your mother in the framing, but it, mm-hmm. it's not how I met your mother, so it's better. Yeah. And, and it has similar cuts i would say to like office or parks and recreation for the way it does some of the stuff like office comedy but let's face it i don't like the office oops oh no and parks and recreation is all right but better off ted is fantastic so so i know i blasphemized by by insulting how i met your mother but that was real blasphemy not even the office part i've not watched the u.s version of the office and the uk version of the office burnt me on the both versions like i watched i like neither but Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec is good, I said. I'm just not a huge fan of it. Parks and Rec is so good. Parks um, and Rec goes downhill after, like, season two. You know what? You can be wrong. That's okay. <laughs> um, episode 15 was It's Bruno. And, and da, 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 we didn't come to the conclusion. Better off, Ted. Watch. Oh, yeah. I, I already updated the list. I thought that was obvious. Uh, better off, Ted. I'm so. saying it blatantly. Okay. Episode 15 was It's Bruno. And um, a little behind the scenes here. We were both uh, getting a little burnout here. Uh, um. And it's Bruno was picked exclusively because of how short the episodes were. Mm-hmm. But the show is also bad. Also, it's- we needed time to deal with and set up our Pilots Lounge 2, which was right after this. Yeah, that's true. Um, so we were crunchy. We were a little crunched. We were a little burned. And the show is picked exclusively because of how short it was and how easy it would be to review. Yeah. Um, it's still terrible. Don't watch it. I, I regret it watching it. Like, so much great reception from when I was looking at it. Is, did it, Afterwards. Did it legitimately win awards? I think so, but I did not enjoy it. 
Maybe, I think we mentioned even in the review, maybe if you're a fucking, like, pet parent and you're obsessed over your pet, nope, maybe. I don't think so. I love, I, we don't own a cat now, but. But, no, don't, don't watch it. It's not good. And it has some really bad stereotypes for characters, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, next up was another interstitial I feel like we should talk about. Pilot's Lounge 2. This oh. time, it's personal. Legitimately the best thing we put out ever. Fight me. Yeah, um, no, I'll agree. For this episode, we reviewed five of our streamer friends. Um, I wouldn't say we reviewed them. I'd say we talked with them. We reviewed five of our streamer friends and told you that they all make very good content and you should go watch them all, subscribe to them all, I mean, follow no. them all. Do you think we can talk some of our streamer friends into making streams and just labeling them like episode one and two so we can review their streams? We've talked about this. <laughs> um, but no, like, we okay, so we didn't review them. We, we we talked to our friends. Yeah. I wouldn't even call it an interview. We, we legitimately just had conversations. Yeah. With people whose content we enjoyed, like Kants, Kants, JSD, Logic, Hunter, Chris, Chris. Like Hunter and Chris are obviously our, our personal friends in real life, as kind of shown by the fact that they've shut up. As kind of shown by the fact that they've popped up on this podcast multiple occasions now. Yeah, um, but Kants, Logic, and JSD are just guys we met during quarantine, essentially, mm-hmm. because. Watching Twitch was the ba- was basically the only thing we had to do, and Logic Defender Alex, he's a really cool guy. Um, he's going to school to be an actor, and honestly, he's a lot of fun. Yeah, I enjoy him. He he makes good content, but like weirdly, they're like as close, like as good of friends as I feel like we are with them at this point. Yes. It, it still feels like a one like a weird weird relationship because like we are viewers of their product yes it is almost parasocial but like we've breached the boundaries of parasocial relationships. yeah it feels like we've crossed the boundaries of what is the parasocial relationship into a normal social relationship but also exists in a quantum state in between the two i think it's just how, how tight the origin of the parasocial relationship is for example uh, literally as we are recording this i have camps pulled up on my phone i don't currently but he was streaming fart noises so yeah and um <laughs> i'm down with that camps uh, is also fucking great yeah he is. and both i think camps and logic are some of the i, I i'm gonna say this and it's gonna sound mean at first some of the dumbest ideas for content like fart like, like, no, it's not mean because the first, like, stream I ever saw Kant's on was him competing with Logic in a drinking game for on a children's yeah, spelling game. I, I would argue it's one of the dumbest ideas for content, but they do it fucking amazing, and it's wonderful because that they are the ones doing it. On the flip side, JSD doesn't have stupid idea for content. No. J- JSD is... He plays some games. Dark uh, Souls. Near right now. Near. But he also does writing streams where he writes stories and takes requests from viewers, and, and they're amazingly written. He, the fact that like the fact that he could just like spin a story basically about whatever you want to hand him is one of the coolest shit. Was one of the coolest things. I fucking love everything JSC do, does. Um, yeah, he's a cool guy, and I enjoy his stuff. And so, um, f- for the all the people we talked about on this time is personal. I would say watch. Yeah, watch, 100%. Watch. I'm not going to add to that, that to our good, bad watch count, but um, if I did, it'd be plus five to good side. Yes. And then we have Nightman. And also... Which was vaguely the return of the Batman joke. 
Yes, because Nightman is Batman. Also, um, quick update since we're back to the Batman stuff. Let's see. We left off on Wayne. Wayne is Batman. The ghost stories, I would argue no one's really Batman, but we have, like, all the Robins. G.I. Joe, we have all of Batman's horrible rogues gallery from the Golden Era. Okay. Tattoo Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills. Can I just make Nimbar Batman just because I find that funny? (laughs) The fact that you still remember Nimbar's name is insane. Um, But yeah. um, Cool. Giant bloated thing on pedestal is Batman. Then there's Vampire Diaries. I guess uh, the good vampire is Batman. (laughs) Uh, I've watched two more episodes and I don't remember his name. Stefan. Stefan's Batman. Kiss this. Um, No one's Batman and that's good. Minecraft story mode. I, the player, am Batman. I'm the only one capable of making good decisions. Money heist? Um, oh, oh, what's his name? The Professor? The Professor is Batman. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, like hands down. Yeah, 100%. The Professor he's is like Batman. He's like Bat-Clan version Batman, but he's Batman. Yeah, 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 100%. Um, Goosebumps. There's not a Batman in Goosebumps. There is a Batman in Haunting Hour. There is a Batman in Haunting Hour, yeah. It's the dude that, like, goes to beat up the doll with the main character mm-hmm. he's batman i would say in goosebumps we don't have a batman but i could see the old mask man seller being racial cool well i mean our main character is like a half a step away from being a scarecrow so also true better off ted no batman but uh i forget his name we freeze him he is clearly mr freeze yeah obviously dr freeze yep yep it's Bruno doesn't have a Batman because that would mean the show was like comparable to Batman. Ah, so we have an annoying Bat Dog. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, uh, the annoying Bat Dog, not cool Ace from Batman Beyond, who is just a dog. And that brings us back up to Nightman. Except we we did skip this time. It's personal, which, which obviously hmm. they're all Batmans. No, that's that feels like an insult. Um, mm. I'm Batman. Nightman. Um, Johnny Domino is Batman. He's just Batman. Johnny Domino is Batman. Just Batman with some saxophone playing skills. Man, that animated, like, PNG of Nightman standing on the roof. You're welcome. Like, just cranking that saxophone. God damn it, that image is going to last in my brain forever. So making thumbnails for the Nightman episode, which, by the way, is my thumbnail I am most proud of. Um, I was just looking for Nightman things. And there was a... Did you know Nightman is just so embedded in Marvel culture? Like, we joked about this was a Marvel TV show. When they got the Ultra um, comic line, they tried to make Nightman a thing. There was Nightman versus Wolverine, Nightman versus Gambit. I think I saw a Nightman versus Nightcrawler? There was definitely a Nightman versus Nightman issue where he fought Nightman from... Um, it's always sunny in yep, Philadelphia. That's the thing. Yeah, that, that's that's just, the cover art we use. Yeah, that, that's just that's just our thumbnail for that. Um but no, they tried to make him a thing. He had like multiple issue runs of Nightman versus Wolverine, but you know they'd fight and then probably do something together. Yeah, it's like it did the same thing with Gambit. It was like the Wolverine versus Spider Man thing, where like yeah, Wolverine is. Wolverine. They tried so hard to make him a thing, and also there was an Ultra Comics television show for like whatever their group was named, but I couldn't find it. And that's where you got that gift from that I sent you. Oh, that's so good. And I kind of want to review that at some point. We uh, won't see Johnny Domino in it. Because he doesn't show up until, like, episode 16, but... Okay, so, is Nightman good or bad? I think it's terrible, but, like, 
in a loving in a loving way. I, it's terrible. I think it falls in the same category as like Tattoo Teenage Aliens from Beverly Hills. It's an eh, but if you're down for sticky dumb bullshit, watch it. Yeah, um, feels fair. That brings us to the co-pilot of Christmas special. We reviewed, where we reviewed my second favorite Christmas movie of all time, mm-hmm. um, also known as Jingle All the Way, which is fantastic. Having rewatched it in the last six months, I can honestly tell you guys it's terrible. Yeah, um, it's not I, good, but I love it. It's it's enjoyable, but it's not good. Honestly, if you've never seen it, don't worry about watching it. Yeah, I wouldn't got it my way. Um, if you have seen it, you know why it's worth watching, and you can just cherish that with the few of us who recognize that it's worth watching. And then I'm we... gonna dump it in the bad column, though. Oh yeah, definitely. And then we have the Legend of Black Heaven, which I'm also gonna dump in the bad column. Excuse me. Uh, <clears throat> there we go. I still don't know how I feel about the Legend of Black Heaven because it felt like in the first episode, like it could go so far, and then the second episode very much made it like. Yeah, we're not going anywhere with this. He's gonna get an alien. It's gonna. He's gonna get an alien harem and leave his wife. Yeah. So. Um, and I was just like, you went from being like deep on inset ennui of this man and his existential dread and how music is the only thing that can save him from his own personal hell to being like, ha ha alien lady, I'm a boner. So the first episode was like art. Yeah. And the second episode was like alien harem. Mm-hmm. Which. Applause for the twist there, like you, 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 yeah. you turned it somehow. Like, geez, I mean, it gave us two twists. Like from the description, I was just like, okay, cool. This sounds vaguely like early fully Cooly. So it, it's gonna be kind of fun. Alien shenanigans with guitars and music. Oh shit, this man's super depressed. This is actually gonna be kind of serious too. Ha, tricky again. It's not. Yeah, uh, like I think based on the second episode, I would just be like, I would just hard stop. Don't watch this. First episode, I, there, there was something about the first episode that just made me think, yeah, this is something. Yeah, so I would think, yeah, don't watch it. Um, just to be clear, I'm probably going to watch it because I... Because you hate yourself. I want to know. Did it, does it swerve again on me and go back to deep existential dread? Well, if you watch it, let me know because that first episode had something special going on. And then we hit... WandaVision. Um, I'm going to go ahead and dump WandaVision in the good bucket. Honestly, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character in Jingle All the Way is Batman. Oh, yeah. Um, he He's a man who gets a, techni- a suit with technology and legitimately fights a criminal. Even though he himself is technically a criminal. The wife in Legend of Blackhaven. She's Batman. The wife is, is, is Batman? Yeah, she's Batman. Because she has no emotional attachments to anything or anyone. And because she's a super powerful detective. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Yeah. I mean, who else are you going to give it to? His boss? Him? <laughs> the alien lady? Like, nah. Fuck. I was going to give it to his son for throwing music <laughs> records, for throwing records out the window like batarangs. Man. That son needs to be thrown out the window. Jesus Christ. Like a batarang? <laughs> yeah, like a batarang. <laughs> Okay, now we're on to WandaVision. So, out of a Marvel property of WandaVision, who is Batman? Ah, uh, God, what's his name? The comedy relief character from Ant-Man. <laughs> he is our Batman. I'm down with it. I can't remember his name, and I feel so bad because he's such a good character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, personally... 
out of everything Marvel's done for the MCU, WandaVision's my favorite thing they've done. Yeah, WandaVision's fucking fantastic. I know it's a I know it's a uh, hot also, take. I, I was right. Um, it's Agent Wu, Agent James Wu. Yeah, Agent but my James mind was Wu. like, is is that? I don't I don't want to be wrong with the name Wu. Oh no, like my my brain was like, it can't be Wu. Wu Assassins was terrible. Yeah, um, but no, he's played by Randall Park, who I mentioned. Then yeah. Randall Park's a great actor. Yeah, um, Agent Wu, he's Batman. But WandaVision's amazing, and it's my favorite thing from the MCU. Oh yeah, WandaVision is definitely a hard fucking watch. Uh, it. So if you didn't already watch it, which if you didn't, where the fuck were you? It was kind of a zeitgeist. It uh, was really a cultural touchstone for the moment, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I would say watch WandaVision. It's fantastic. Yeah. Like I said, it's my favorite thing in the MCU, and I know that's a little controversial. People have their own favorites. I, I think Civil War, Winter, Sol- Winter Soldier. Or you have your Spider-Man stands who were just yes. tell you it's Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, Homecoming's good. No, no, Homecoming's great. But I'm saying they specifically pick Homecoming because that's Spider-Man. And there's people who are like, but the emotion, the emotional relief of Endgame, which, honestly, fair. Like, that was accumulation of, like, a decade and a half. Like, fair. But whether or not it's going to be your favorite thing ever in Marvel, WandaVision still definitely deserves a watch. Yeah, if you you were going to make a tier list out of Marvel, regardless of what your favorite Marvel is, WandaVision's going to end up in that S tier. Mm -hmm. Like, Okay, and then we have Lupin. Who Lupin is obviously Batman. Yeah, I mean Lupin's Bat Lupin's Batman. Gentleman gentleman thief with his ability to sneak in and out of anywhere. I didn't like this. No, it wasn't good. I, I, I wanted to like it too. I wanted it to be so good. He's like so there's two things that can basic three things that can basically ensure that I'm gonna watch something and enjoy it. Someone Uh, has put the CW logo on it. Not a true fact. (laughs) Don't at me like that. Just because I fucking liked Riverdale doesn't mean that's true. Um, So, thing number one, it's a sports anime. Yeah. Um, If it's a sports anime and it's even halfway decent, I'm there. It's a legal drama. Yeah. I don't know why, but I like lawyer shows. And then it's a heist slash crime drama? Yes. Mm-hmm. And Lupin, by the definition of what Lupin is, should be the third one, and it is the third one. It's just not a good one. <laughs> yeah, I'm... It's kind of a letdown on all the fronts for it. The episode, the first episode where he's heisting shit at the auction in the Louvre. The second episode where it's kind of a mystery story. Where he's in the prison. It's just, they're both boring. You know, I can't. And I, anything that's supposed to be a mystery is either is a, is either a mystery because it's not well done in the show. I just want to tell you something. Or it's not a mystery because it's not well done. My brain keeps confusing scenes of Lupin in the prison with Jagannath in the prison. Um, <laughs> very different prisons. Very I, different things. I know. Jagannath is the name Darth Maul uses when he goes to prison. In Maul Lockdown. In a, yeah. In Which a, just sounds like something that should take place in Kevin Smith's Clerks universe. Like a sequel to fucking Maul Rats. Yeah. Um, Darth Maul Lockdown is a book in the Star Wars universe. And, and in the Legends universe. And um, Darth Maul goes to prison for reasons. And my brain's just like, 
confuses scenes from Mole Lockdown with Lupin, and um, I don't know why. This show is not good, though. IMO, just not good. Yeah, I, I would not watch. So that brings us to Black Lightning, um, and Black Lightning is Batman. Yeah, with with cool superpowers. Um, so he's Signal. Yeah, he's Signal. Which, yeah. So um, this is where Justice gets to be like, haha, I was right. You do like anything you slap the CW logo on because um, Black Lightning's good. Nah, Black Lightning's fucking great. Watch it. I'm not even gonna joke about that. Also, actually. Fuck you, I didn't like Swamp Thing, and that had the CW logo. <laughs> Eat a dick. I was so excited for Swamp Thing, too. Black Lightning is probably, still, even after everyone, WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Black Lightning is still my favorite live-action. I'm not saying my favorite live-action show. Let me, live-action comic show, let me get there. It's still my favorite favorite portrayal of a character from a comic. Oh, yeah. Okay. The one that I feel is done the most accurate. They do a really, really great Jefferson Pierce, and he's also still a really, really great Black Lightning. Well, let me let me just explain what that look was for. If, in case you guys couldn't see me give Justice the Death Stare, because this is a podcast, which is an audio-only format, um, he was like, I know we just talked about WandaVision, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier just came out, and I was like, you better not be saying this is the best comic book at best comic book television show ever. No, because WandaVision exists, and I fucking will light you and on I fire. Haven't, I haven't watched all Black Lightning, so I can't even say that. I'm saying I think the Jefferson Parish portrait in this is the best portrayal of a character I can think of from comics in a TV show. Yeah, because every other show, for some reason, fucks up its characters. Arrow Arrow wanted to make a show about Batman, mm-hmm. and then when they added Arsenal, they they didn't add Arsenal. I don't know who they added, but um, yeah, I loved you in Teen Wolf. Uh, and don't get me wrong, WandaVision uses the Wanda and Vision from the Marvel Cinematic Universe really, really well, but those are also very, very different from the comic books. Yeah, and the, spoiler alert, Agatha Harkness in um, mm-hmm. WandaVision is not very comic booky Agatha. Um, yeah. Cool as fuck. But, but the Jefferson Pierce they have is really what it is. And yeah, he's different from the comics, but he is still probably my favorite representation of a character from a comic book in a show. Okay, hold on. Hear me out. Nightman might be the most accurate comic book. Maybe. I know nothing about <laughs> Nightman. So he can't be my favorite representation of a character from a comic book. Okay, so that brings us, obviously, watch Black Lightning. Watch Black Lightning. It, it, uh, it's got a spinoff series coming out or already out. Uh, Painkiller, yeah. Yeah. Um, next up brings us to Cannon Busters, which I need to watch more of, dude. I fantasize about this anime, <laughs> and like half the time I'm fantasizing about it, I don't even remember what the anime is called. I'm just like, God, that was so fucking dope. So I'm just gonna say there's not a Batman, but he cracks jokes, uses a gun, and gets killed and comes back to life. So Jason um, Todd? Yeah, Philly the Kid is Jason Todd or Red Hood. <laughs> yeah, feel good. Phil, Phil's good. Philly the Kid, Jason Todd. Cannon Busters is, honest to goodness... The perfect space between Trigun and Space Dandy. Yeah, it... Oh, I need to watch more of this so badly. It's so good. Uh, Cannon Busters is a watch. Uh, that brings us to Woo Assassins, which... I wanted it to be good. The trailer they show on Netflix is so good. It Like, if the show had the energy of the trailer... Mm-hmm. Ugh. Also, the titular Wu Assassin is Batman. 
Yeah, he is. Um, is this good or bad? I'm on the bad train on this show. I, I think I think it's probably actually closer to a meh than an I think it's bad. a meh. Yeah, okay. I, I think it's closer to meh than bad. I just feel so let down by the existence of Wu Assassins that... I think the trailer we watched made it seem a lot different than what we got. Because we were both fucking, like, mind-blown when it introduced magic. And it was just like, what? <laughs> it didn't just introduce magic. It introduced an entire, like spirit world that exists outside of time <laughs> well yeah that's what powers magic oh god damn it yeah but i would say it's a man like if you're down for like classic martial arts movies and stuff and you're fine with magic being included in that because a lot of them have that depending on the film yeah no this is good for that uh it's just not what we were expecting yeah. And I wouldn't say it's bad for that. I'm just going to say it's not good for that. I'm going to say it's bad for that. I don't I don't think it's bad because of magic. I think it's bad because it's not the show I was promised, and that makes it bad. And then we have my banking credit card fraud. Which is actually a TikTok and an April Fool's joke, and we didn't review it. Um, but we both have watched it. Yeah. Obviously, the credit card fraud department agent is Batman. Actually, he's probably, he's probably closer to Jason Todd again. Awesome. You know. Yeah. This is good. Um, yeah, it's it's fucking amusing as hell. Uh, yeah. It has like 11 plus parts now, I think, too. Oh, Jesus, I need to catch up. <laughs> it's so good, though. Uh, it's funny. and like uh, Honestly, Chris and Hunter's review for it was also fantastic. Yeah, um, go listen to our, their review of it, because we gave it to them to handle for an April Fool's review. And we were, like we mentioned in, I think, our interstitial after that, we were not expecting it to last as long as it did for them to go to the places they did, but the Look, fact that they did is just when, made it all the more wonderful. When I pitched them the idea of, hey, review a TikTok for us for the for the podcast, I, my, my thought was like, they'll watch the TikTok, two episodes, two minutes, they'll review it, be 10 minute episode easy clean easy clean edit post that shit get it out and it ended like, up being like and then chris was like here if we do an hour long episode yeah we got like 50 minutes from them and i think edited it to like 40 ish minutes long uh the released version is 32 and a half minutes 32 and a half okay so it's probably we, more like 45 minutes we got yeah we got we got almost 50 minutes from them 45 ish yeah um and honestly i don't know how they did it but a lot of it's just like lyrics to Albuquerque. And yeah. It's fucking hilarious. It's great. Um, so I'm, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Hunter. Like, I like the idea of April Fool's joke episodes and you guys went way too hard on that. It was great. Uh, that brings us to Ozark. Um, I don't know if this show has a Batman. Uh, yeah, I don't know if the show has a Batman. Our main character isn't very Batman-y. Hmm. Hmm. No Batman. No Batman. That is good. I mean, I enjoy it, but it's a crime drama. So, Justice, what do you think of Ozark? Because I'm biased. I think Ozark is really well done. Like I said when we were talking about it, like, I was not fucking expecting the directing to be that fucking great. Yeah, like, Jason Bateman has... What the no, hell, Jason Bateman? Like, he has no rights being that good at, like, cinematography and directing. The... Some of, like, the just camera work is... And the shots in the show are chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. I... 
it's rare that like so it's rare that I love a show because of its camera work more than I love the show because of like the story it's got going on. Yeah. Like Ozark has a good story, but like the camera work, god damn it. Every scene feels so it's really, really well shot and just Ozark is a watch. So I was talking to some people, including Cance the other day, about anime. Um, specifically, we were talking about Demon Slayer, which is an anime I enjoy. Um, but I don't enjoy it for the same reason as like 90% of people seem to enjoy Demon Slayer. Everybody seems to be enjoying Demon Slayer because they think the story is super hype. I don't think the story is super hype. I think the story is actually like a step above generic. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've, I've heard the story multiple times. But do you know what is super hype about the fucking show? The music and the animation? Yeah. Whoever's fucking on, like, the arrangement for that music, fucking god tier. I'm watching that show literally because I'm like, man, I wonder what they're going to do with the music in this scene. Because yeah, it's so good. Like, the art and the music are why I watch Demon Slayer. And I feel like that's what I'm saying about Ozark is the art and the music is part of the reason to watch Ozark. But more like the camera work... And the scripting is why you watch Ozark. Like, the dialogue is very strong in this show. And that's a that's a compliment I don't give a lot about, give a lot to, to live action shows. Typically, I have a lot of issues with the dialogue. Because TV show dialogue doesn't feel real 99% of the time. Yeah. Um, I, ha- I have a Batman villain, villains for Ozarks, and it's just because I can't think of anything else. Congratulations, Jason Bateman and Drug Cartel crew. You are all now part of the Royal Flush Gang. <laughs> um, that brings us to our last episode, which is Star Wars. And just based on these two episodes, I have to tell you from the bottom of my heart, nobody should be watching Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, this, I'm down The series is complete garbage based on these two episodes alone. And um, I don't know why people are so overhyped about it. The music's good. The fun fact, Young Anakin is... Um, Jason Todd Robin, by which I mean, if you gave the chance, by which I mean, if you gave the fans a chance to vote on if he lives or dies, they would all vote death. Um, yeah, that's true. Honestly, I still think he's the better Anakin. I will fight. Oh yeah. And Qui-Gon is Batman. Yeah. Qui-Gon is obviously Batman. I mean, he's later Ra's Wait, al Ghul. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, technically he's Rachel Ghul. Sorry. My yeah. fault. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, Star Wars is bad. The music's good. It has some cool scenes every now and then. But I think across the two movies, the coolest scene is Duel of Fates. Yep. And that's that's some sad, sad. <laughs> that's so bad. And also Jar Jar. Yeah. God damn it. The highlights of episodes one and two. Duel of Fates. And then Christopher Lee's in the movies. So, I mean, that's, that's cool. Yeah. There's also E.T.'s. E.T. makes an appearance in the movie. Fucking uh, Bullshit. Fuck that. Yeah, Star Wars is bad. Don't watch it. So that means on our list, we have rated 29 different shows, including the four shows from the Fright mm-hmm. Flight. Do you want to hear the breakdown of how this ends up? Yeah, give it to me. Okay, so before I get to the breakdown, when we started this, we assumed most of the shows we were watching would be bad. That was the base assumption, yes. Based on this notepad i have here not quite how it pans out oof out of the shows we've reviewed we would say 10 of them are just bad don't watch okay seven of them are probably don't watch maybe watch in the neutral area oh so we're actually trending positive 12 of the shows we would just legitimately suggest watching damn so we need to watch some more garbage 
Yep, looks like we have two episodes of garbage coming up. Well, actually, the next episode we are releasing, I'd say don't watch. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, fair. I actually came to that conclusion, too. I mean, l- listen to our show. Don't not watch our show. The show we review on that is a don't watch. Yeah, you don't watch the show anyways. You listen to it. Yeah. Um, so, overall, we have... 10 don't watch, 7 maybe watch if it sounds like your cup of tea, 12 watch, and 1 listen. And that listen is Copilot's Review. Uh, we have two listens. Copilot's Review, System Mastery. I don't think you're legally allowed to listen to our show unless you listen to System Mastery. Uh, do, do I not put that disclaimer on the site? I, mean, I can go and do it. Hunter doesn't listen to System Mastery. I know. I don't think a lot of our listeners that we actually have that are repeated listeners listen to System Mastery, but they should. Yeah, because we're going to sit here and continue um, to hype up System Master. I was going to make a, I, I was going to, I was going to say something that was not appropriate, and then I was going to say something else that wasn't appropriate, and then I landed on hype up System Mastery because that's the most appropriate way to phrase that. And this is why these are recorded and not live. Yep. So live things are dumb. Obviously, we we've we've watched we both watched some of these shows that we've reviewed all the way through now. Yes. Have you found a show that you love from Copilots? Have you found a show you love from what we do? Have you found a show you love from Copilots? Love? No. Okay, fair. Greatly enjoyed? Yes. So, same boat, because technically I found Money Heist before before I, before I brought it to the podcast. Yep. Money Heist would be the exception for me. I, that show is amazing. Ghost Stories, actually. Found Ghost Stories for the podcast. You knew about it before podcast, but yep. like... Because you mentioned it, and I was like immediately like pulled up a picture. I was like, "You mean this?" Yeah. So, Ghost Stories is probably the coolest show I've found from the podcast. Yeah. Like, just as a thing we're doing, finding Ghost Stories is just like this gem. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we have shows on here I definitely love, Wandavision, Wayne, but we didn't find those because of the podcast. We already knew about Wayne. Yeah. WandaVision was obviously something we were going to watch. Yeah. Uh, like, We'd already planned on watching it, and we just came off to people like, hey, you should review this. And we we're like, okay. Yeah. So Monday before WandaVision comes out, we're just like getting excited about WandaVision because super excited about the show in general, excited about Marvel Cinematic Universe shows that actually count towards the canon that aren't, yeah. that aren't shows that are get swept under the rug like S.H.I.E.L.D. or Daredevil or what have you. Um, and then Wednesday, a, fr- a friend messages us. He's like, you're reviewing WandaVision, right? Like that wasn't a plan. And then another another friend tags us on Discord is like, "Hey, you guys are reviewing Wandavision, right?" Yeah. And then another friend Snapchats us and is like, "Wandavision, right?" Yeah. <laughs> so, and then we watch your stream, which is like, "You guys are reviewing Wandavision, right?" And we're like, "I guess." <laughs> I mean, they're releasing two episodes. Sure. Obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. Obviously, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, but as far as like greatly enjoyed because of the show. I'd, sw- I'd say it's Swamp Thing, but I was already going to watch Swamp Thing. It's a fucking Swamp Thing TV show. Yeah. But I would say that we watched for the show and that I just found through the show, actually definitely through the show, more specifically through Dustin, Better Off Ted. I greatly enjoyed Better Off Ted. I've watched all of it now. Yeah. Uh, Better it's... Off Ted is, I really, really enjoyed it. I wouldn't say I love it. It's on but my, I definitely enjoyed it. It's not my favorite sitcom, but it's in my top ten favorite sitcom list. Yeah, it, it's a great watch. 
Sorry, no sitcom will ever beat Scrubs. Yeah, understandable. Scrubs is fantastic. Yeah, except for that last season. But we don't talk yeah. about that. What we do talk about is how to contact us. Look at that segue. I'm Which you can do on our website. At copilotsreview.simplecast.com. On Twitter, at copilotsreview. Or at our email address, copilotsreview at gmail.com. You can also find us on YouTube by just searching Copilots Review. Or like like how you find our Discord, by clicking that link down in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Or if you're on the website, there's a little buttony thingy and you can push it. And it takes you to YouTube. Have you updated that? I believe so. If not, I'm a liar, but it's fine. You should know that by now. If not, I'll update it while you're at work tonight. Anyways, anyways, we'll see you on the next flight. Thanks for listening. Thanks for making this one year possible. Yeah, thanks guys.